Hello everyone, this is Marcus, the creator of Butte Podcast. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. The first thing is that it's absolutely free. The second thing is that Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more platforms. I know you're wondering, what must I do next? I'm glad you asked. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. This is Marcus, the creator of Rebuke, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace. Hey everyone, I'm Latoya. I am from theprofitroom.com. You can follow us on YouTube. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at The Profit Room. And we are professional day traders, investors, teaching others how to make short-term income in the market. You're listening to Rebuke. Hello, this is Ernest from TheProfitRoom.com. I'm a professional day trader that teaches people how to benefit from all of the financial markets. And you are listening to Rebuke. Hello, everyone. This is Marcus, the realest man in Huntsville, and you're now listening to Rebuke. Today it makes our eighth episode, and we have a great topic to discuss. Before we get indulged into the topic, we want to give thanks to everyone that's been supporting uh, the show and listening and sharing with everyone. I truly appreciate that. Um, the T-shirts are coming out soon, uh, and uh, you know, there's more to follow behind that. But also, I want to let everybody know, please subscribe to my podcast, rate my podcast, share it on your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages and all of that. So uh, I'm kind of excited today because I have I, I ran upon this, uh, these individuals that we're about to talk about today in their company. And uh, it, which is great because a lot of people that I know or are, are, are socialized with don't really know anything about investing and trading stock. So um, I started out a couple of years, well, back in probably 2009, 2010. And I, I'm not, I don't do the long ball. I, I always try to do the day, day trading stock and try to get my money and get out. But right now I ain't doing too hot, but I've ran upon some African-Americans that specialize in this. And I felt that it was very important to me to bring them to the light uh, to the people that don't know about them and allow them to tell you what they, they learned and over the years and, and, and share what they, the knowledge and wisdom them have about this topic. So today's topic is called 
make money conversations with the profit room the first black day trading company and i'd like to I'd like to thank ernest and latoya i got that right yes okay i don't i know how y'all sisters be biting my head off i say your name wrong so i just want to make sure <laughs> so i thank y'all for coming on to the show oh no problem thanks for having us okay. appreciate that yeah so i'm we go ahead and get started um when i, I was reading it your your company on blacknews.com and i find it intriguing you know latoya was was had a little trading company uh back i mean trading club in college and you have you know had extensive experience and uh and mentorship and in uh, earnest with some some people you dealt with in the past um so i'm going so i just i know about a little bit about it but i don't think my people know a little bit about it so i'm gonna ask questions so they can get educated so when did y'all when did the company get first get created and explain your company to the people to the people and this ultimate goal, the profit room. The company ultimately got created back in 2016. We are a stock market education finance company. We focus on trading and educating many people on the various markets in order to invest or trade for wealth as well as in that current or income. The ultimate goal is really financial empowerment so people can actually take control of their finances and gain their actual power. Okay, great. Oh, Ernest, you got anything to add or she she uh, she didn't hit a home run with that statement? Oh yeah, basically that was the home run. It's just <laughs> to teach, teach people uh, how to control their own finances, understand the market, how it works, the various aspects as well, and be able to have that control and more importantly that confidence in understanding how the market how the market works. That's the that's the key thing. Okay. Their own uh, empowerment. All right. Now, this question is for you, Ernest. Uh, and for I'm just asking as a person that is no does not know anything about investing in stock or or, or, or tr- day trading. Do you specialize only in day trading, or do you do long term investment as well at the profit room? So we do both. So what happens is many people come to us because they are familiar with retirement accounts or a long term account or they have a job with a 401k or IRA. And um, with that, over the past couple of years, the market has been trending higher and higher and they see returns in there that may be pretty good. And they wanna see maybe how can they make or capitalize off those same market movements on a shorter time frame. So we help them out with both, we show them how they could do that on a shorter time frame. What I mean by shorter time frame is making income on a weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly basis, as well as a long-term, uh, as in years of investing. So we do both. One is a little bit longer 
for investing and one is a little bit shorter there's a different technique for that as well okay great um this one is latonya um latoya excuse me sorry lord have mercy latoya most people will try to keep this knowledge to themselves especially reading the bio in blacknews.com how you got started knowledge about the stock market to themselves and not share it why did did you and Ernest decide to you know share this wealth of knowledge for the people that's you know that's why I really want to know from you all because the, the knowledge y'all accumulated over years y'all y'all can be very powerful and you know be very wealthy and lucrative at the same time if you just kept it to yourself but it seems like you try you got this robin hood mentality when it comes to to this investing thing tell me why well initially um when we both started we were doing it on our own basis as individuals and we noticed a lot in the industry were mainly caucasians within the trading field um so we felt that over time many people were access individually do we teach can we help etc so Ernest and I came to terms like hey let's do this not only for that purpose but for the importance of representation cuz there's really no one of color that can do what we do on the level we do it on and our competitors are generally people of you know that's mainly represented on Wall Street Caucasian so we felt really and truly representation of having people of color doing this and teaching and showing other people like hey especially people within our communities that this is possible you can do this too and if they see a man of color and a woman of color someone that looks like them maybe that would give them hope and insight like hey you know what if they can do it i can do it as well let me give this a try Mm, I just want to piggyback on that. Uh since your company has started, you get do you get more white people coming to you for for advice or more black people? Um, we get a, what would you say Ernest? We get more minorities as as well because that's where a lot of our groups we market primarily in a lot of uh minority uh groups especially on Facebook things of that nature and of who we are we get people of all backgrounds we have students in Czech Republic uh Abu Dhabi where else so we have uh Oh yeah international yeah international world okay Af- Afghanistan everywhere but we do get a lot of people from our community but at the same time this is why we have a approach of doing certain things because in our community sometimes we are very skeptical about certain things to invest in and that's one of the biggest things that we are trying to disprove with the way we teach the way we uh talk about our trades the way we show show trades and things of that nature to help our community build confidence some type of way that's our one of our biggest battles that we go through because 
when you're dealing with money and when you're dealing with finances is emotional. And many of us have been ripped off or been through some scam or get rich quick scheme. And when they see certain things, it's hard for them maybe to invest, but we have over the years have breaking that mold by having so many successful students when they go on our site, theprofitroom.com, and they look under testimonials, they could just see the individuals themselves or on our YouTube channel, The Profit Room, they'll, they could see the expressions and you can see the different various backgrounds of students we have, but we do have a lot of a minority students. Okay, that's great, man. I'm glad that you're just not the United States look, look like you're internationally worldwide that's good that's very good um latoya the stock market is booming as we speak uh mm -hmm. what are the biggest mistakes that blacks make when investing in the stock market when they actually invest i i feel like um or invest or could be mistake is when you're not invested in the market really yes if you're you're not in the market i feel that's a mistake i feel everyone should at least in some shape or form be invested that could be in a um, sense of a 401k account or some sort of retirement account be invested somehow some way even if you're not doing it by yourself but there are so many avenues out there in terms of putting your money in a place where you can get access to the market so not being investing is a mistake okay so with your company you don't tell people to a hey, stay away from these type of stocks or anything to that nature because I, I i like to specialize i like to i'm cheap i like the penny stock so what what Ernest? What you? Ah, uh, I see what you mean. So, Ernest, can you uh, expound on the penny stocks? Uh, should I? Should we avoid those, or we? Or what? What are we doing? Doing with here, profit room. So the thing is with the penny stocks, what we teach people is controlled trading and investing. So when I mean controlled, that means that you have controlled losses, and you have controlled wins. So we call it, uh, in a sense, we minimize the loss and maximize the profit. So it's nothing against penny stocks. You, by by uh, term or definition, any stock that's really under, I think, 15 to $12 is considered a penny stock. But let me break that down any more. If you're trading a lot of stocks that's in a cents or dollars, they may have extreme volatility, which can hurt or harm you. Mm. So a lot of these companies are pumped and dumped by big institutions or whales. So for example, um, there's always been speculation, but that fact has actually been proven. There's people that have these penny stock trading rooms and they can move the market. So if somebody is tweeting or telling you, hey, buy this company, buy this company, 
and it's like maybe 50 cents or a dollar or something of that nature, uh, a whale could come in, which is not a lot of money. Now, a whale is a heavy uh, player in the stock market and buy something like 200 or 300,000 shares and shift that whole uh, direction of that that stock price. Yeah, well, now, I'm... you can't do that with a larger cap company. The average person can't do that because Wall Street will see that. The the market makers, that, that's the ones who um, push the market, these hedge funds like J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo. But the smaller price stocks, they are very volatile and anything can really move them. Now, it could work in your favor, but it really can go against you if you don't know what you're doing. So I'm gonna give you an example. If, I, if I'm giving you a stock tip about buying this stock, it's gonna go up, it's, it's at a dollar. Now you get in it and it goes up to like a dollar fifty. Now, I, maybe I'm the big whale that got in at 50 cents. Now, all of a sudden, the stock goes up to like maybe $2. Now, my position is heavy. You know, I bought 50 cents at 200,000 shares. That's a lot of money for me. I could unload my whole position while you're stuck, and that stock could drop back down to like a penny. Oh, man, that sucks. That happened to me before. Yeah, it happened to me before. Exactly. So you know what I mean? Yes, sir. And we try to avoid doing anything like that because that loses the confidence in trading. And there's so many other opportunities that you can do with the similar amount of capital that you may have put in penny stocks that you can take advantage of and the other aspect of the stock market. Maybe if it's not large caps, it could be like options. It could be uh, in the futures market or something of that nature that you can still make some respectable returns. Okay, that's great. Since you brought it up, Ernest, I'm going to let your co uh, your um, counterpart answer this. I see on your page that you have a lot of courses that you teach your students on on how to be effective uh, investors and stuff. Can you expound on Latoya a little bit or both of y'all can expound on briefly what are options? What is a gap strategy without, you know, without <laughs> giving out your goods? I know because you got to make money, yeah. but, but can you just give us a, a brief synopsis of what that is? Because I never heard of a gap strategy. I ain't never heard of swing trading. Now, I've been I've been playing with <laughs> stocks for years and and what what is a forex never heard of that either so oh wow okay so the i mean give us the gamut i mean if you can if you can all right well what we do ernest and i we were traders and i want to separate the two traders and investors investors is a person that will hold a stock or an asset it could be anything for a long period of time, over a year, five years, 10 years. That's an investor. They don't care about the week to week or day to day or month to month fluctuation of the market because their vision is long term. Oh, those people got the money. Now, as a, hmm? 
are investors more tend to or people that have more money to play with? That's why you did no, not necessarily that necessarily because traders would have money to play with too. Oh, okay. But I'm just talking about the difference between investing and trading. Go ahead. Go ahead. So that's an investor. You don't have to have a lot of money to buy a stock and hold it forever and let it appreciate in value. Anyone could be an investor. You have to start from somewhere. Okay. But traders are different. Traders care about the day-to-day fluctuations of the market or week to week. We capitalize based off of the fluctuation. Stocks move up and down every single day because the market is open every single day. So there are different strategies to capitalize off of the market short term. Mm, so- swing trading, like you act, swing trading, you're just taking advantage of the swings in the market. Okay. So let's say if you buy a stock on a Monday. Right. And that stock moved up a few dollars. Okay. By the end of the week, like Friday. So you can sell it on Friday. You held it for almost five days and you made a profit. That's swing trading. God damn, you're huh? not actively watching it every day. You have a predetermined entry price and a predetermined area where you want to get out that stock. Day trading is different. The market opens 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m. Eastern time and closes at 4 p.m. every single day unless it's a holiday. And of course, it's closed on Saturday and Sunday. Day trading is you buy a stock in the morning or whatever point in time that day, but you're selling it that very same day. Mm. All right, that's different. That's day trading. You're in and out the exact same day in order to capitalize off of the short-term movement of that stock. Certain stocks, for example, like Apple, can move two to three dollars a day. That's huge movement for a day trader. Then you have the other markets like foreign exchange. That's foreign currency. So let's say someone took a trip over to Europe. We would have to change our money or exchange our U.S. dollars in order to get euro. There's an exchange rate. And that has to do with the Forex market. Some people would trade the Forex market just like stocks, but it's just a different type of market to trade. So the forex and that market in particular is one of the is is the largest market in the world because you have participants all over China, Japan, everyone you can think about trades within the forex market. Oh, so the forex is dealing with currency. That what you're saying? Yes, is dealing with currency. Oh, no. So you have the United States dollar against the Canadian dollar, United States dollar against the Japanese yen. It's all the currencies in the world that you can think about. Even the smaller um, currencies that you may not heard of, like the um, Malaysian dollar, for example, that's also traded on the market. Right, right. And then the other market they have is called futures. Okay, what is the future? Anything that has to do with commodities. 
like, your natural resources. Okay. Your your cattle, your sugar, your wheat. Just think about the farmers. They struggling they right now on the Trump. Price. Mm-hmm. They have to set their price in order for their products to move. So that's one of the ways the futures market was created. So there won't be much volatility or much losses on the farmers to have in order to sell their crop. So that's how the futures market evolved. Wow. So we can trade. Yeah, we could trade crude or we could trade oil, for example. We could trade soybean, for example. So that's just another market that you can trade besides the stock market. I'm glad I got y'all online. I'm learning something there right now. Okay. Well, I, mm-hmm. All I know is about, all I deal with is stocks and ETFs. Was it, was it like exchange traded funds? But what are mm-hmm. options, Ernest or Latoya, while you're on the roll? Can y'all explain what's the option? So the option is just think of like the baby version of a stock. So the option is an instrument to trade that follows the underlying stock. So a stock, like for instance, Apple or Netflix, maybe like $300 $320, something of that nature. The average person may not be able to afford to buy even one or two shares of Apple or Netflix. But there is an instrument called options trading that gives you an opportunity to participate with the movement of Apple or Netflix at a cheaper price. So you can probably get in a trade with about $100, $150 that will mirror the movement of Apple or Netflix. Now, the only difference between options and stocks, options expire where stocks can last forever because you can pass it down and pass it down to family members and things of that nature. So just to give you a simple example, if you bought an option in Apple and it may cost you only $100 or $150, as Apple price goes up, if you bought a specific option, your option price will go up as well. And you can make money that way within that time period. So just think about ice melting. So you you go in the freezer mm-hmm. and you get a piece of apple ice. That's your option. Okay. That 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 option needs to increase in value before that ice melts. Once the ice melts, is worth is not worth anything. So that's the beauty behind options as well. You only risk what you invested. So if you invested one hundred and fifty dollars, and that ice melts, that's all you lost was one hundred and fifty dollars. You can't lose more than what you invested in. 
Oh man. So I the need, thing is I need to go exactly. option route. So, <laughs> and that's what a lot of people do because they want to be able to participate in the big movements of these bigger, larger cap companies. So it's less risk, but the only thing you have to remember, they don't last forever. So if I think Apple is going to move a certain amount within a couple of months or a couple of years, like a year, I have to buy an option that's going to last that time. It could last a week, it could last a couple of months, or it could last a year. And that's what people would buy. But once that time is up, you you either you you can get out early. You either get out for a profit, or the most you can lose is what you invested. So that's basically options trading. Oh wow, I like that. I like that. What what is the gap strategy? Whatever. What's that? Did y'all already explain that or? Yeah, no, the gap strategy is uh, a day trading strategy. Okay. So that that has to do with day trading. Okay. A particular strategy that Ernest and I use when we day trade the market. Okay. In order to capitalize within the first hour of the market. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, me and me and my engineer, our minds are going in hundred miles an hour with all this knowledge. So, <laughs> so with with that being said, uh, I don't have I'm, I'm, this. This question is not on my list. What, what is since we're talking about futures? Is mm-hmm. cannabis considered a a, a future? And what y'all think about people investing in cannabis? Weed. Cannabis cannabis is a sector. It's a sector within the market. It's a particular sector. So like you have bank stocks or you have the retailers like Macy's, Walmart, Target. That's a sector in the market. Okay. Then you have your biotech stocks. So cannabis is just a sector within the market, and people can choose to invest in that particular sector. Within that sector, of course, there's various companies that have stocks that you can invest in. So when it comes to cannabis investing, it's really about how much you know about that company and where do you see their potential growth in order for you to be an investor. So we don't knock anyone. There's nothing wrong with investing in particular sectors. But we want to make sure that people are doing their homework if they're putting their money behind a particular company. Like, for example, like I would put my money behind Apple any day because I have an Apple phone. I know everyone that has an Apple phone. I have an Apple computer. I know their products. I know they have so many consumers. So I can see the potential growth or extended growth within that company. And people should do their due diligence when it comes to the cannabis industry with those particular companies as well. Since you brought up Apple, last time I checked, they were over $100 a share. Is there a stock you like? You tell your, your, your clients, be like, yo, that is too high to invest in. That's, that's too much, you know? 
everybody's talking about Apple and Facebook and my biggest mistake in trading it. Cause I look, I'm cheap. I was hoping that when Facebook mm-hmm. opened, I think they opened around $40 a share and then they dropped down to 20. I was like, I, like I said, I like, I like penny stock. I was hoping Facebook drop even lower, but they not. Now they're hundred and like 130 some dollars a share. So, Oh, <laughs> so I messed, yeah. I messed up real bad. I, I, every time I look at Facebook, I, 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 I start almost shed a tear. So with that being said, is there a stock? Like, is there a price limit? You teach your students like, no, you can't, that's, I wouldn't do that. Or like you said, it, no. it, is it Apple, you know, it being so high, you'd be like, go ahead, go shoot your shot. So, so the, the, the thing is what we teach our students is how to read a chart. Oh, a stock chart and the stock charts are going to determine when they buy or sell or not buy or when not to sell. When it comes to the actual price of companies, like when you really think about it, you can't really say it's too high. For example, Apple had a stock split a few years ago. That was like a $500 stock. They split the stock to make it more appealing to investors. So it became a cheaper stock because they did a stock split. Now Apple is almost a $300 stock. Facebook is $208 last time I checked. So it's not about something being too high. You have to remember the market can just continually rise higher and higher. And that's why we so we solely, you know, focus really on the charting aspect along with other metrics to determine if something is way too high or not. Okay. I want to ask you since day trading, we on day trading. Uh, back in 2008, I believe 2009, we had the great recession, right? What a recession in a recession is a trader. Is that a trader's heaven or a nightmare? What, what happened back in 2008? Um, I would have Ernest speak for himself, but during, during that period, it was, it was heaven. Because what a lot of people don't know is that you can profit when stocks move down. So if the market's moving down, there's a way you can profit. When the market moves up, of course, you can buy and sell on the way up. But it's the same transaction on the way down. It's called shorting. So there was a lot of millionaires made during the recessionary time. Damn, I, I'm not one of them. So, Ernest, please tell me so I can become a millionaire. <laughs> but that's the whole purpose of understanding how the market works. It's simple supply and demand. And people don't usually try. Our brains are not wired to think that way because of the media. For every buyer, there's a seller. If you're buying a stock from somebody, that means somebody else is selling it to you and vice versa. So what happens is we fall in love with companies. We fall in love with these rallies of the market going higher and higher, which is a good for the economy as well. But you have to understand, like we mentioned before, just like there's a buyer, there's a seller. So in the market, 
there's opportunities when the stock market falls what Latoya called is called shorting stocks okay that means that you're capitalizing is no different than going long so let me give you an example you buy a stock for ten dollars it goes up five dollars you made a five dollar profit i'm doing it vice versa there's a stock at fifteen dollars brokers are holding everybody's accounts right yeah you have a brokerage account they're holding people's shares there's an opportunity as a, a trader to borrow those shares from the broker and as the stock goes down say the stock goes down to ten dollars i can give them back to the broker in the transaction and i made five dollars profit the same way you went up you can make money as it goes down. So it may be a little confusing at first, but like Latoya said, there was a lot of millionaires made during the recession because look at these companies are still around. These people are still around. They're still flourishing in the market because they know how to make money on both sides of the market and that's what we teach our students how to do that to prepare for things of that nature a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of mutual funds and ETFs that are inverse to the market and they're made for that purpose what so is when it? the well, stock hold on, hold on. market goes down. Okay, what does the word inverse mean for the for the people? So inverse means the opposite. So just think of a seesaw. Okay. You got one person on one side and you got another person on the other side. So when one is down, the other is up. So if you look at the broader market, let's think it's balanced right now. You have what we call the Dow Jones on the right, and you got the, that's the bullish one. That's what you expect the stock market to go higher, to turn bullish. And you have a Dow Jones on the left, the brother, where is bearish, where you expect the stock market to go down. So you're in a balance right now. If you in a bull market we are now, you would put your funds in the brother that's going higher which is bull and you will make money if you feel the stock market is going down you can put your funds in this brother which is bearish and as the stock market goes down your money goes up two sides to the market you can make money on both sides got you and that's what inverses and that's what made a lot of people millionaires and that's what saved a lot of people's retirement account because they were able to see it and aware of it in order to participate and shift their funds over it's a little bit more savvy but it's not hidden from the public you just have to get educated on understanding how to do it like I said, I, I bump my head, I slam my head to the wall all the time because I remember when Citigroup was 99 cents and AIG was mm -hmm. under 99 cents. 
now they've now they uh ballooned and exploded to uh large amounts of money so uh, i i totally agree with you and i totally understand um well, i'm gonna ask these last two questions and then we'll we'll depart latoya what advice would you give to the black community about trading and investing in today I would say don't be scared. Um, the market's very accessible. And when you think about how to actually grow your money, there are not a lot of choices out there. Um, it's definitely not, not the bank route in terms of a savings account. They barely pay half a percent. So you have to think about how do you grow your money, especially in order to keep up with inflation. When when the cost of like average products or groceries rise, but your paycheck necessarily do not rise to keep up with the cost of living. So we use the market to basically invest, get a better return. Some people use real estate to get uh, return on investment, etc. So my advice would be try to educate or get education in order to better your financial future. Especially, let's say you, you feel you may not have an impact now, but have an impact on your generation. What about you, Ernest? What's your advice for the black community in today's uh, trading market? Well, the same thing like Latoya said, don't be afraid of it. We have the money. We have money for everything else that we want to. We just don't have the confidence with certain things. So we can save up money for education. We can save up money for uh, clothes, cars, vacation. I meant say things like that. Um, it's all spending and all has some form of risk. It's the same thing with the stock market, the financial market, which you may have a better chance of a return of getting involved in the market and seeing some income come in. Even if it's not right away, it's something to understand. Start watching uh, CNBC, start listening to Bloomberg, you know, allow that to digest in your mind. Some of us may feel that uh, we're excluded from a lot of things but one of the biggest things about the stock market is when we sit back and trade they don't know what neighborhood we're from they don't know what school system we went to they don't know what education that we have nobody's googling to see how we look or anything td ameritrade fidelity uh jp morgan they don't judge you at all. This stock market trading, Forex, futures is an equal opportunity for everyone. It doesn't matter. You're black, white, or whatever race, male or female. It's almost an even playing field for us to make income without worrying about somebody judging who we are or where we're from. And why would you not want to get involved with something like that? Thank you. Thank you. Last question. And Latoya, you got to hit this home run. And this is this is actually my first time doing. I always been wanting to do this. It's called shoot your shot. 
So this basically mm. shoots your shot means, you know, you know, as for the brothers, we try to holler at a female. Uh, it's the term, the terminology we use that, man, you go ahead and shoot your shot. But in this case, this uh, shoot your shot is uh, allows the people that have companies on my show to shoot their shot to the people to do business for why they should do business for them. So your first my on on rebukes first shoot your shot. <laughs> why should people choose the profit room to learn about investing and trading? Go ahead, Latoya. The profit room is one of the, if not the only, best company ever to keep stock market education trading and investing we relay the information and in simple and the most basic concepts where kids can understand therefore adults can really get the upper hand in order to change shape mold their financial future one thing about us we're transparent in terms of if we say something we're going to do it and then we're going to also show it. So it's not nothing after the fact. We do it during the time as it is. An example of that is like a trade. We bought something and sold it. We're going to show you our profit or loss during that time. So we're extremely transparent. And our, our students are very uh, grateful because we literally change lives. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to give Ernest an t- opportunity. Do you want to add anything to the shoot your shot or she done a good job? Oh, oh, just to add is that, like Latoya said, we are active traders and investors. And I mentioned before, when you're dealing with money and finances, you have a lot of emotions inside. You have a lot of questions to be answered during that trading and investing journey. And many people, they may be educators and speakers, which is great, but some of them aren't active. They give you the information to get you started, but it may not be what you actually need to fit your personality and your goals. And that's where we separate the difference because through all the different type of market conditions, Latoya and I have been trading through a bear market. We traded through 2008 um, crash. We traded through this bull market. We have been trading through all the tweets and the news that's going on. So our eyes and our experience can tell you how to adapt to different markets where many other people may be a lot of uh, known out here in the different in the industries but they're not as active anymore or probably were never active at all at all at all so that's what separates us all right thank you Ernest and latoya for coming on the show uh that's that's that wraps up the eighth episode of make money conversations with the profit room the first black day trading company and before I go, I'd like to thank everyone for listening in and I always ended with my saying, um, knowledge is power, economic freedom is salvation. But you put those two things together, 
we can build a great nation. Now, this is Marcus, the realest man in Huntsville, and you're now listening to Rebuke. Peace.